This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. In these final three days of instruction on his awesome teachings from his nine-day series entitled The Power of Integrity, the Humble Heart, and the Evilness of Pride, Pastor Ray summarizes his thoughts of the prior six power-packed days dealing with integrity, humility, compassion, and true love, finalizing his comments with revelation on the sin of all sins, pride. He explains, where humility and love seek only to serve God, pride always seeks to serve self. Perhaps as a revelation to many listeners, Pastor proposes that we can sometimes become so righteous that we become self-righteous and dangerously close to pride itself. Maybe, for the first time, many will understand the kingdom principle concerning pride that, with God, the way to the highest place is first to go to the lowest place. A series we all may need to meditate on, Pastor suggests contacting More Than Conquerors Radio for a personal copy of these amazing messages. It's just amazing how prideful we are. Amen? Pride is a, is a big issue, and I believe that pride is something that God wants to deal with in our lives. Because pride is the, you know, is the biggest problem in our lives. Pride gets in our way all the time, you know. Pride seats itself on the throne, and that's the place that Jesus belongs. Pride wants to be recognized. Pride wants to be appreciated. Pride wants to be heard. Pride wants to be noticed. Pride wants to get the last word in. Pride wants to get back when someone has gotten at me. This is what pride is, and I believe pride is one of the biggest issues that we are dealing with in the in the Christian life, or well, let's just say that we as individual Christians deal with pride. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm dealing with pride every single day of my life. I'm being honest with you. Some of you can look real holy and real righteous, and you floated in and you're floating out. But I'm just going to tell you, right, just like it is, your pastor, I deal with pride every single day of my life. Every day, I have to take a look at myself and adjust myself. The principle that was outlined in the word of God in Philippians chapter 2, it says that Jesus, even though he was in the glory and the splendor with God in heaven, with, with the Father unified together, he divested himself of all that glory, never left his deity, but left the glory to come down into this earth, to take on the form of a servant. That's all God's people are called to do is to be bond servants. Willing servants. He came down from heaven and left the glory to take on human flesh to achieve a greater purpose. See, sometimes in order to achieve a greater purpose, we've got to come down a notch. Sometimes we have to leave the things that make us feel comfortable, that we appreciate, that we love that we hold on to. But yet the principle that Jesus laid down for us in Philippians chapter two was that 
even though he was equal with God, even though he was God and is God and always will be God. He didn't think that equality with God was something to be held on to or grasped, but rather he willingly came into this earth and divested himself of all of the glory to become a willing servant to accomplish a greater purpose. This is the pattern that God has laid out for you and for me and for all of us. I struggle with God all day Thursday on what I preached on Thursday night. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. My, when I walked out of here on Thursday night, I felt so low because I felt, what did I, I don't even know half of what I said. To me, it came out disjointed, disconnected. I walked out of here feeling like, man, I really blew it. Did anybody, you know, why did the people even come to listen to me? This is, this is what was going on in my own head. And, you know, God, you know, God knows, God knows how to encourage us or to, you see, that's why you don't need people to encourage you. God will bring the encouragement. A lot of us, sometimes we're out looking, you know, striving or craving for encouragement from others. And that, that's nothing but pride. But when we leave it in God's hands, God will work in ways, bring the encouragement in ways that you can't bring it or you can't get it. See, I realized something. I realized something on th uh, actually this weekend that walking away feeling that way on Thursday night was an act of pride on my behalf, on my part. Why? Because I was so concerned about how I came across to everybody, never once really thinking, you're just a mule. You're just a mouthpiece. Is everybody with me? I, I see. You're just the mouthpiece. And you can't worry about how it comes out if it's every I is dotted, every T is crossed, and you know, every every thought is properly connected. Because, you know, it's not so much the miracle of speaking. The greater miracle that God does is the miracle of hearing. When they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak in other tongues. It wasn't the miracle of speaking. It was the miracle of hearing that took place because each of them heard their own language, their own tongue. But I can see even in meditating on this stuff and, and preparing and studying that God is working a work in me. Not that I, I perceive myself or think that I'm a prideful person or, ha others ha uh, you know, or have others said that about me. But I believe... That God is so much trying to get to the depths of our heart because big stuff is coming. Big blessing is coming into your hands and my hands and our hands. In other words, it's simple gospel workers that are going to really change the direction and the course of history. Oh, listen to me, please listen to me. It's the simple gospel workers. We were in the prison Friday night and had an awesome service. We had about 18, 20 people. Please, please focus in. You know, the enemy would love to steal this message because when we talk about pride, listen to me. When we talk about pride, we're talking about the sin of all sins because it was pride. It was the sin of pride that began the whole mess 
that we have in this world. It all originated with the enemy, with Satan, lifting his head in heaven and saying, I want to exalt my throne above the Lord's. So when we're talking about pride, we've hit upon the king of all sins. And it's the very sin, you know, I like what Roy Hicks says. He said, pride is like bad breath. Everybody knows you have it except you. Pride is an extremely deceptive sin because it is the sin of all sins. And the devil is the father of deception. It is the sin that God wants to deal with in our lives. It is the sin that the Holy Ghost is ever convicting us of in our lives to keep us on the straight and narrow. Because I believe every sin originates from the sin of pride. Why? Because pride is all about self. It's all about me. Here, take the word pride. P-R-I-D-E. The center of our focus. You know, when we're, when we're hooked by pride or, or prideful, it's all about me. It's all about me. Everything centers around me and my life and what I want and what, and I want to be heard and I want to be noticed and I want to be recognized and nobody appreciated me and no one, you know, said anything to me. I want to have the last word. Is anybody with me? This is pride. Friday night, I'm going to get to my story because it, it really, Friday night, we, we went into the prison with Uncle Joe and Aunt Mary and about 18 of us. I got up to preach and I was struggling. I was struggling between two, two, uh, two messages. Of course, I've got hundreds of messages in my heart. But in, in, order, to, in order to really preach a message, it's, it has to be in my heart, not just on the paper or in my brain. It has to be in my heart. So I, had, I got up and I was teeter-tottering between two messages. And God was telling me at that first service to preach on pride. But here, you know, I went into the prison thinking, well, these guys are so downtrodden. They just need to be lifted. They need, you know, I got to preach, you know, a really uh, uplifting message to try to lift them up. They're probably at the worst point of their life, lowest point of their life. And I'm struggling. I had a, one really good up message, you know, preaching about if God be for you, who can be against you? Just what I preached last Sunday. If God be for us, who can be against us? You know, he's our protector, our provider, our vindicator, our intercessor. He's all these wonderful things. And and I'm struggling and wrestling with the Holy Ghost right there. I'm at the pulpit with two messages in my hand and I'm struggling. And I'm sure those that were with me could see that I was having this fight. So I, 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 I yielded to the Holy Spirit at the last moment because he was leading me to preach on pride. And I'm thinking, man, this is going to come out heavy. But you see, right there, I was, I was dealing with an issue of pride in myself. Because the, he, the preacher wants to preach a good message. So everyone rises up and claps their hands and hallelujah and shouts you down. And, and my pride was working right there at that moment because I'm fighting the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is saying, no, preach this. But I'm thinking, no, I want to preach that. Pride wants to do what it wants to do. Humility simply wants to serve God and do whatever it is that God wants you to do because after it's all done, we get nothing. 
because it's not about us. Am I making sense to anybody out there? So I stood up there and I put my sermon, the one that I wanted away, and I began to preach. And I, and I knew right away, man, I just hit a chord. I hit a chord. And right in the middle of my preaching, one of the prisoners lifted up his hand. Now, you don't interrupt the preacher when he's preaching. Lifted up his hand and, and he said, can I say something about pride? And I looked at him and said, no, you can't. I mean, really what I was thinking, when I, what, what I was thinking was going through my head. It's like, sir, I didn't say this, but this is what I was, you're the one in the orange jumpsuit, not me. I think I have something to share with you to help you. That's what I've come here for tonight. But see, even that's pride in a way. In a way. I got hold of myself and shook myself off. And I simply said, no, you cannot. I'm preaching right now. I'm speaking. In a few moments, I'll give you an opportunity. You can share with you. He said, well, I think I may forget about it. Yeah, I mean, the guy was feisty. He's arguing back at me. I'm in the middle of preaching. He said, but I may forget it. I said, well, write it down. And I said, no, you know. When I get finished, then it'll be your turn. You can come up and you can, you can say whatever you want to say. And I got to preaching and I started preaching. And right in the middle of my preaching, seven guys picked up and walked out. I think it was seven, seven or eight of them picked up and walked out. Oh, man, it was like that. You don't walk out on the preacher. Man, that hurts. My pride went down the tubes. I felt like, oh, man, I missed it. I missed it. I missed it. I mean, th those that were with me probably saw I was, I was grinding my way through that message. But I knew I was hitting, hitting things. See, when you start talking about pride, when you start, it's like getting to the cancer. You, you, you see what I mean? Coming in and preaching, preaching a, just an uplifting message just to make everybody feel happy. It's like putting a Band-Aid on the cancer. But when you get down and you start preaching and see, like, they couldn't stand it. Those seven guys could not handle what I was saying about pride because I was talking directly to them. I went home feeling so discouraged. I'll be honest with you, Friday night, I went home discouraged. I stayed up all, just about all night, just praying, Lord, I missed it. Lord, I should have preached the other message. Lord, I missed it. I, I didn't mean to, I hope I didn't offend these guys. I prayed all night long just asking God to help me because I thought that I blew it. God spoke to me. He said, no, you did exactly what you were supposed to do. It would have been an act of pride, son, had you not obeyed me and just looked for the glory, what made people feel good, as opposed to preaching what was needed. Those seven or eight men that picked up and walked out on you that night, tonight, couldn't handle what you had to say because you were preaching right to them. I immediately changed my whole perspective. God, I'm, you know, not physically on my knees, but my heart bowed before God and began to pray for these men that something that was said, something in some way made an impact in their life and helped them to deal with the issues because obviously it was pride that caused them to pick up and walk out the door and not hear what God had to say. Jesus came down from the glory, took on the form of a servant to accomplish a greater purpose. Sometimes we've got to come down. Let's not forget that everything we are and everything we have, everything we hope to be is all wrapped up in Jesus, is all wrapped up 
in him and that it is his blessing and his gift in our lives that has brought us to this place. And I was just meditating all weekend, this whole thing about pride and, and what, a, what a horrible sin it is. You see, the Bible teaches us that love is the greatest of all. Is that correct? But, but, th- but, this, but this is what I want to say. If, if, if pride is the sin of all sins, then humility has to be the virtue of all virtues. But that would seem like, you know, a contradiction because the word says that love is the greatest. But really, when we look to Jesus and the love that he demonstrated, it was really an act of humility on his part, because that's what what Philippians chapter 2 says. So love without humility is no love at all. (sighs) Love and, and humility are synonymous with one another. You cannot separate the two. When you're talking about love the way God wants us to love, it's, it's love that's coming from a heart of humility. Otherwise, to have love without humility is, not to, is to not have the God kind of love. Because the Bible goes on in its description of love, say, love is not puffed up. Love is not haughty. Love does not keep a record of wrong. Come on. We say love as if, you know, we've got this ooey gooey, mushy kind of idea of what love is. In other words, as long as I hug you today and kiss you today and shake your hand and say all the right things, I love you. That's not the kind of love that God is talking about. That's not the kind of love that Jesus Christ demonstrated to us. The kind of love that God is speaking of is the love that costs me something in order to bless somebody else. Let me say it again. It costs me time. It costs me money. It costs me my, you know, my, 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 sometimes my resources that I don't want to touch. So love the way God demonstrates love is that it costs me something in order for someone else to benefit. Unfortunately, in the society we're growing up in this part of the world, it's all about us. It's what I can get, where I can go, how I can protect myself. You know, the Bible says that that Jesus made no reputation for himself. And yet, the greatest thing that we see going on in our society is people trying to build and protect their reputation. We have no reputation. Jesus is my reputation. Everything I am, I owe to the Lord. Yeah, I've worked for it. I've sweated. I've cried. I've worked my fingers to the bone. I've spent days and nights and weeks working and working and working and up late at night working. But everything that I am and everything that I have and everything I ever hope to be is all the work of Jesus Christ in my life. Hallelujah. I like what Aunt Mary says, pride is a robber, it's a thief, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Love, the way God demonstrated it. And so I say again, if, if pride is the sin of all sins, then humility is the virtue of all virtues. And when you're talking about humility, you're talking about love. question that we all have to look at is, what have we done lately to really express and to show the love of Jesus? 
Because if we don't do it in a practical way, we're not doing it. Problem with modern Christianity is that we just want to hear what we want to hear. And Paul addressed that and he says, you know, you're just hearing messages that are scratching your itching ears. Pride. Pride will hold me back from reaching out to other people. Pride. I'm going to keep saying it. Pride wants to be recognized. It wants to be noticed. It wants to be appreciated. It wants to have its position. Pride, pride, pride wants to hold on and just look to itself and its own wants and needs and desires. And yet we're called as Christians to a much higher purpose and a much higher plan. We're called to the plan of love, the walk of humility. Jesus, even though being God fully, did not think equality with God was something to be held on to, but lowered himself, came down into this earth, took on the form of a bondservant, became obedient, obedient, obedient. Let's preach about obedience. Are you living in obedience to God's word? Let me tell you, when you want to do, listen, when, when, when you want to do the word of God or the things of the spirit, it's going to hurt the flesh. Don't think your flesh just gets by without feeling any pain or any loss. My Bible says that if we want to, if, if we want to gain our lives, we have to lose our lives. This is the principle that Jesus laid down. In losing our life, we gain our lives. So why are we trying to hold on to our lives? Our what are we building? Are we building a life or are we building the kingdom of God? Are we building a ministry or are we building the kingdom of God? Are we setting ourselves up for blessing and blessing only? Or are we setting ourselves up so that we can be blessed in order that others can be blessed and partake of what we have received from? Come on, somebody give me an amen. Unfortunately, so many were focused on our own lives, but yet the principle is you lose it. You lose your life for the kingdom of God and for the things of God and you'll gain it. So we don't have to worry about trying to advance ourselves. We don't have to worry about trying to push ourselves in, in corporate America. Uh, you, know, you have to push somebody else down the ladder so you can climb up the ladder. Listen, as a Christian, let me tell you right now, you do not operate in that principle. You operate in the principle of humility. It's a higher principle that you and I are called to by God himself. But the truth of the matter is that when you humble yourself, my Bible says, your Bible says, the word of God to you and to me this morning is as we humble ourselves, God will see to it that you are exalted. And when God exalts you, he's going to put you you in a better place than you could ever get yourself and no one will be able to remove you from your place because God puts you there. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.